0: Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right guys, what is going on here? We go. We are off and running with episode 1 of our new series and we are starting on a new specific topic that I've wanted to talk about for quite a while, but never necessarily felt uh, you know, overly comfortable and over the last, you know, few months, I've really started to see how much this ties into health and you know mindset and happiness and you know one of the biggest things that i think we're going to try to take away from the wealth section of you know this podcast series is going to be that the freedom that we can gain from being in a better place financially from having a plan from feeling confident with it will give us the freedom to be not only our best selves, but to be more present with our family, to be more giving and caring with our friends and the people that we love in our life, to give back into our communities and into our societies in multiple different ways. And, feel like we are able to do those things, you know, with a smile without that little, you know, voice in the back of your head and you know, I'm going to be pretty open and transparent with things that, you know, I've experienced over the past few years. You know, things like going to a, you know, a charitable giving or a charitable dinner or a giveaway and you really want to make a donation and you really want to be able to give some meaningful amount and do something meaningful for it. But you also know that, you know, things are a little tight and you're not entirely sure, you know, what you can give and you don't necessarily have that baked in. You don't have a plan of, you know, what you're going to be able to give away every month. And so, you know, you put something down and you almost feel guilty and you, you want to just not have that, right? Like, And we want that with every aspect of our life. So we're going to talk about mindset and goals around wealth and kind of where that fits in and where that sets into the bigger picture. And this will kind of set us off on our 10-part series in wealth. And we'll talk about kind of a never-ending upwards trajectory of getting to this kind of great place of freedom and sovereignty where we can give our greatest contribution and our greatest time contribution to our family and to our community and to the people that, you know, we love in our lives. So our first one we're going to start with, and this is really, I think, almost anybody who's going to talk about this is going to talk about this uh, as number one, which is living below your means. And the reason that I love this practice is it is a daily practice of delayed gratification. And this is something we talk about all the time with, you know, health and fitness and nutrition specifically, is waking up and eating a good breakfast and taking the time to, you know, cook your own eggs and make your own omelet and, you know, make some, you know, avocado toast or whatever your thing is for breakfast, to take that time, that 5 to 10 to 15 minutes to start your day off with something that is good for you. With starting that little 1%, just that that one choice, I made that one decision today and now I'm off and running with good decisions for the rest of the day. And we have that option every day with the decisions that we make from purchasing standpoint as well. So, you know, let's take breakfast as an example, right? Let's say we didn't wake up and make the greatest choices and let's say, you know, we're we're running a little late. We hit the snooze button. We're just going to go. We'll go off the deep end for uh, for this theoretical morning. We went off the deep end. So we hit the snooze button and, you know, we rolled back over for an extra 15 minutes. Maybe we hit the snooze button again. So now we're at 27 minutes. We're getting it really tight. You know, maybe we rush a shower and a shave and we, you know, get into our work clothes and we have to rush it into the car. And we didn't have breakfast it wasn't ready. We didn't eat anything. So we're, we're popping in fasted, but we know that that's going to be a problem. So maybe along the way, you know, we stop and get a, you know, McDonald's. I'll give a shout out to burger pimp, but we'll keep it, keep it McDonald's breakfast, uh sandwich or, you know, a Starbucks. We get a coffee on the run and we get two, you know, ham, egg and cheese on, you know, croissants or something. So uh, I think those are $4 each. So that's eight bucks and a coffee is like two fifty whatever. So we'll call it $10 and 50 cents. And so, you know, if we're if we're running the math on a normal breakfast for eggs, you're looking at something probably more around the two to three dollar range for a breakfast right there. We just made a decision and in one moment, in one choice in one series of event for one hour to start our day. We've now made a choice that is worse for our health, that is worse for our wealth. And is going to lead to, you know, this feeling of stress and anxiety. And we're rushed now. And you guys can feel this with me. And we've all done it. I mean, God knows I've done it. Uh, I I used to, you know, when I was at the tomb, it's like five extra minutes of sleep is like the holy grail. And so Dunkin' Donuts was my savior. But I started to get, you know, a little soft. I started to get soft mentally. I started to get soft financially, um, physically, all those things and so you know I, I was able to tell myself excuses in my head about how well this is just temporary you know this is just today it's just it's just because i'm at the tomb and it is really hard you know and you you give yourself that easy way out instead of really being committed ahead of time to things like i don't buy breakfast out unless say it's x and y and z right unless i'm going to sit down and have a great conversation with somebody i love and that's less about money and more about happiness right that's less about the what you're doing from a health perspective for the eating and more about spending time in our happiness section right you're, you're going out of your way to build relationships and in that way now your excuse is different it's not because you know you wanted to hit the snooze button you want a little extra sleep you're a little lazy in the morning you didn't prepare breakfast you didn't have a good plan it's not that's not your excuse Your excuse for spending money on breakfast that day is because I wanted to catch up with an old friend because I wanted to spend some time with my mom and dad. So we went out to breakfast today. That's not an excuse, right? That's, that's reality. That's something you look forward to. That's something we want to do. And we want to be able to have the means to do that. So, I like the fact of kind of thinking about living below your means as we're making conscious decisions that are, you know, for the betterment of, you know, both our pocketbook, but also our health at the same time. And so you know I think a lot of times when we start to get into this uh, unhappiness bucket or we start to get into you know this comparison culture, we get a lot of people that spend way too much on on furniture, or they overspend on a house or you know the most egregious one is overspending on a car and there's some really great rules out there on how to live below your means on where your car purchase should sit as a percentage of your annual income. It's about you know two times your annual income roughly is what your house should cost, and if you're combining right, you combine your your you and your spouse's income, and your car I think should be about ten percent of what you make uh, in a year. So let's say you're buying a car for yourself and you make fifty thousand dollars a year, you spend five thousand dollars a year on a car, and you should pay cash for it. And there's some of these things in there where it's like people you say that to people and they're just like wait whoa what and it's like yeah. We're going to talk about why we want to do these things. It's a little bit of delayed gratification. Yeah, you're going, to drive, you're going to drive around maybe a crappy car for a little while. And that's okay. For a lot of different reasons, that's okay, right? And so as we start kind of thinking about some of these processes, when we start talking about living below your means, really what we mean to just oversimplify is have the self awareness to understand that you need to spend less than you make. And I think if American culture could figure out that one thing, we'd see a lot of people a little bit happier, we'd see a lot of people able to make better decisions with their own lives and with their family's lives, with their health, with what things they do spend money on. And we'd see a lot more comfort, a lot less stress and anxiety based around money. So, moving on, you know, to point number 2 here, we're going to talk about freedom and sovereignty. And ultimately, this is my wealth goal. This is what I want more than anything, and it's just like our health. I don't want to be reliant on going to a doctor. I don't want to ever have a prescription medication that I need to go and get refilled, that I have to go and get tested to see if I can or cannot get off of it. I don't want to be beholden to what somebody's going to tell me about my own health. So I am willing to put that work in ahead of time to make absolutely sure that I don't need that. And it's the same thing is true with our wealth, is we do not want to be beholden to bankers, to credit card companies, to these predatory scams and schemes out there that all promises get rich. We don't want to have to think about playing the lottery because it's our only chance to possibly ever retire. We want to see those things for what they are. As I tell Tom all the time, they're scams, right? Paying a bunch of interest to somebody else, you're just making bankers who already have plenty of money, credit card companies who already have plenty of money, you're just giving them more. And you become a slave to interest very, very quickly. If you're paying it to more than maybe one source, it's, you know, if we're talking about interest, like right now you can get great, you know, fixed rates on your house and that's pretty solid debt. Like that's not the worst debt you can have. But when you start adding a house into two cars, into student loan payments, into credit card payments into maybe you know this one time we we bought uh, this new couch or this new bed and we put it on you know financing and may, maybe you're like Bobby and you wanted to buy a bunch of new noble gear and you saw that they offered financing you can finance your reebok Nanos now you can you can finance all your new all your new swag and all of a sudden you're paying interest to four five six seven companies at a time. And that is the negative compounding that just absolutely kills you over the long haul. And I look at every interest payment that I take on as a prescription, right? It's a drug that I'm now, I have to take. It's something that's going to be this recurring cost on me all the time. It just keeps ticking away, ticking away. And I don't want it there. I want to get rid of it. I don't want to have to go to the doctor. I don't want to have to take the prescription. I don't want to have to get that letter in the mail saying, you owe me this and you owe me that. And the littlest bits add up a ton. So that's one of our main goals is we don't want to be relying upon anybody to tell us what we can or cannot do. We don't want to ever have the possibility of somebody knocking on our door one day and saying, hey, we're taking your house. Because you couldn't afford you know, your payment for 90 days. And this is a time-tested thing. Like, they will do it. They have done it. They are doing it. They will continue to do it. And if you've ever met somebody or seen people who have to go through bankruptcy, it's just one of the shittiest things in the world to do. So we're going to try to get ahead of that from a financial perspective. So that's like goal, like a number number A1, live below your means. Number two, pay as little in interest as physically possible over the life of you and your spouse, right? Of your family, okay? And the reason that we want that is we want to be completely free, truly sovereign individuals so that we can make the best choices from a stress standpoint, from a job standpoint. Imagine this scenario, say right now, you aren't in love with going to work every single day and you sit there and you think about, and you maybe fantasize about changing jobs or changing careers, even, you know, you think you play through the what ifs and then you realize, okay, well maybe I've got, you know, I got this student loan payment and I got this car payment and I got this house payment, I got these things. And so it's not really a realistic possibility for me to take six months off of work. It's not even maybe a realistic possibility for me to start job hunting right now because I've got this job security and it's able to pay my bills right now. But right there, we make that little consolidation. We make that little decision and that's going to start chipping away on your happiness. It's going to start chipping away on your stress. It's going to start chipping away on your health as a result of those things. And imagine if you will, what if you had, you know, Seven hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, some some you know, very comfortable amount of money sitting in a savings account, and you felt truly free to just say, "I'm going to walk away from my job. I'm going to take six months, and I'm just going to travel a little bit. I'm going to spend some time with my family, sit and have some deep conversations. Going to read some books, maybe take a couple online classes, see what else is out there." See where my heart drives me when there's nothing else standing in the way. I think most of us would agree that you would find a more comfortable job placement, that you're going to make a better decision for what you really want to spend your time doing every day and what you want to spend your time working towards every day if you had that freedom. And So that's definitely a place that we want to get to. And the other one is, what if that same situation, what if you you were looking at your job and, you know, maybe even you like what you did, but, you know, you have to work really long hours and you're you're up at six, you know, you're out the door at 730, you're home at six or seven, you know, you're gone five, maybe six days a week. I know we even have some people who work seven days a week and we're just missing a little bit of time with the family or maybe missing a couple things for the kids You know, we're not home. We're not able to even shut our cell phone off when we go home. We're not able to not check email. We're staying plugged in all the time. I think these are very American problems. And we start looking at some of the issues that, you know, people are easy to see the problems in kids and see the problems in our society and in our schools and with mental health issues and with, you know, increasing depression, anxiety and all these things. But we're not looking at the fundamental underlying cause. And I think a lot of times it's because... We get home from work and work was stressful and we're tired. And we're not giving the quality time with our family that maybe they need and that they require. We're not giving them the love. We're not giving them the, you know, the the true unfettered access to our hearts. You know, we're maybe catching up on Instagram or social media that we missed for the day while we were at work. We're staying plugged in. We're checking email, we're on our cell phones. And I've been very, very guilty of this in the past. And, you know, this is a lot of I spent a lot of the time in these past few months really trying to work on on myself and really trying to tap into just because I know our world was going into this time where we were stressed from a lot of things that was happening in our society, and our communities and, you know, with the pandemic and with all of the results of the lockdowns and everything else. But I knew also that people were going to be more stressed financially because of this. And if they're more stressed financially, and we had a lot of people that were you know, not taking care of themselves, not eating great, not working out, and you know that people are in a tough mental place because we're taking away sunlight, relationships, friendship, laughter, we're taking some of those things away. And so I knew we were going to be in this place where all of these areas were going to start colliding into this really nasty tornado that was really going to start to test people. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was operating at my best, that, you know, Maria was operating at her best, and we as a team were operating at our best. And, you know, that means I had to dig in on some of these things. So we want to be free free to not have to, you know, visit the doctor, free to not have to, you know, get surgeries or be stuck on prescriptions free to have the freedom of movement and health. We want to be free from bankers and credit card companies. We want to be free from having to even worry about getting credit ever. Right? We want to work on reducing ourselves down to maybe one interest payment, which is only a mortgage. And we want to be free to make the best decisions for ourselves and our careers and our families and the time that we get to spend with those people. And one of the biggest things for me is, you know, I've actually struggled with this over the years and it's something that I'm actively working on is actively trying to force and tell my employees and my coaches that family does come first. You need to go and spend time and be with your family. You need to use the vacation days that we give you. Those things are not optional. It's not optional that you use your vacation days. It's mandatory. It's not optional that you give time to your spouse and your kids. It's mandatory because if you're not operating at your best at home and you're not taking the time to de-stress your mind and your body on a long enough timeline, you will not be present and aware enough to give the clients of friendship your best. And as a result, we will suffer as an organization. And my God, I bet a lot of you guys know bosses over the years who look down on you for asking for extra time to work out or asking for extra time to spend with your family or asking for an extra weekend off or an extra day off or asking just to use the vacation days that they freaking give you. I remember in the military, I had 90 days, like, you overflow. And at 60, they start use or lose. You have to use them or you lose them after the next year. And then and only then was I able to use my vacation days. And everybody looked down on me for it. Like, it's like this weird thing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? They give us these vacation days and then you're going to give people shit for using them? Think about our society and where we're at when that's where we are. And so we want to be free to make those decisions without adding extra stress to our lives. These are the reasons, guys, that we want to get this stuff under control. And when we talk about in the next episodes, the system, the stuff we're going to build up, it's going to help get us to that place sooner. Right? And if you're not there now, that's fine. This is one of those things where my background, I'm gonna click, my background on my computer right now, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. And that just is one like kind of fancy way of saying the best time to start was a long time ago and the second best time is right now. Because you are going to thank yourself so much in the future if you start to get this stuff dialed in. Now, as we move on into our next piece, this is going to be talking about the ability to give your greatest contribution to society. And this is what I view retirement as. I view retirement as the freedom to choose what you give away. For some people, that's time. For others, it's it's money, it's gifts, it's material things to you know their kids or their grandkids, it's travel, it's vacations. For some people, it's knowledge and information. It's mentoring people. Whatever it's going to be for you, whatever your gift is, whatever you're great at, we want to get to a point where we can give it away, where there's no like transactional nature into the relationships. There's nothing that you need or that you can get from the person that just has that little bit that's enough to taint that relationship. There's nothing in it for you. You're giving it away because you love doing it. You love talking about it. You love spending time on it. You love the people you're giving it to. And you've gotten to a place where you have the freedom to do that. It's a beautiful thing. It's what we should all think of as retirement. And when you think of it that way, retirement doesn't mean that you don't work anymore. It doesn't mean that you don't do anything. It doesn't mean anything like that. You can be retired and be, you know, 35, still go to work every day, but you can just give stuff away and just give people, you know, free bacon. You know, if you're working at a diner, one of the women we were talking to that we had breakfast with at her diner the other day, it's like, you know, she's, Retired, Quote, unquote, retired. But she chose to come back and, and, you know, open this diner and work and be a part owner. And, um you know, she has this just beautiful sort of relaxing vibe to her. She doesn't care too much about anything. She's just able to have authentic conversations with you. She's able to comp you, you know, little things like me. Man, you comp me free bacon. That goes a long, long way with me, even though it's like two bucks or three bucks. It's like, Hey, I got you, you know, I got you two orders of bacon a day and I forgot to charge you for both. So you got, you know, you got one for free. It's like, awesome. makes me happy. And you have the freedom to do that. It's not going to hurt your pocketbook. Having those authentic relationships sometimes I think is something that we all desperately need. And there are maybe fewer and far between than a lot of people think. A lot of relationships are give and take these days. And that actually kind of wears you down If all of your relationships are transactional in nature, sometimes it starts to make you question who your real friends are and make you question a lot of things just about kind of where where you're at and the conversations you're having and, you know, what you think about yourself and all those things. So that's something I've dealt a lot with uh, in years past and something that, um, you know, I I really try to get myself in the mindset of I want to get to this place personally as in our family with Maria and I. So that we can look at doing things like, you know, I can work with the Down Syndrome Association um, again and just just offer my time for to any of these organizations, veterans organizations and some of these things. Just offer my time to these people so long as the buy in is there and that they truly want to be there. Same thing. Work more with high schools. I want to go back and coach, you know, eighth grade basketball. And uh, I love that stuff. I love giving my time for those things. And there's no no real money in it. It doesn't do anything for you, but it's just I love giving away that, that effort, that, that coaching, uh, just passion I have. It's very fun. Uh, so that's sort of what I view retirement as. And that's where I want us to think about like, what is your contribution to society? Like I love, love, love coaching. And I know that there are a lot of parents out there that come to me and are like, our coach sucks. You know, have you thought, or we don't have a coach. We couldn't find a lacrosse coach this year. We couldn't find a basketball coach this year. Do you know anyone who's interested? If you guys are a parent right now in the area, you've heard this before. You know it. Or you know that the kid, your kid is a part of a team, or somebody's, you know, your niece or your nephew, or some kid that you know is a part of a team with a terrible coach who's checked out, who doesn't care, who yells at the refs, who sets a bad example, who isn't a leader, who isn't worried so much about growing the kids in who they are but is more concerned with wins and losses. And that's not what we want. That's not giving your greatest contribution to society because that person probably isn't at a place where they can come in and just care about the kids authentically. And so our last thing, guys, is to begin with that end in mind. What does retirement look like to you? What is your greatest contribution? What do you want to spend your time giving away? What would you do with true freedom right now? What would you give away? What would you start? What would you do? Would you start a charity and just give away what you do for work every day? Would you not even be in that industry anymore? Who do you want to work for? What type of leader do you want? What type of organization do you want to be a part of? Think about that because that's your end, right? We have to begin with that end in mind because that's going to get us to different landmarkers sooner so that we can make better decisions from a stress management standpoint, a job standpoint, a freedom standpoint. What are you great at? What do you give to people in and around you in your life? What could you give to them? if you had the freedom of wealth if you had the freedom of of true safety and comfort in the financial realm so that's our mindset talk on wealth i hope this got you guys in a place where you started to think about some stuff and I hope this sets the journey off. Well, if you guys listen to this one, you like it. Uh, episode two will come out in uh four weeks or three weeks, I guess. So we've got this week and then next week is going to be health. And the week after that's going to be uh, relationships, which is going to be a lot of happiness, relationships, happiness, stress. It's all going to fall into one, one realm. That'll be the next two weeks. And then we'll circle back to wealth part two. Thank you guys very much for listening. As always, if you guys feel like this speaks to somebody in your life, I am trying to get the podcast to be shared just a little bit more. So if you feel like this was a good one or it spoke to you, please share it with somebody who you love in your life. Somebody who you want to think on the same track as you. Somebody who maybe you see yourself with in the future, retired together, doing something great, contributing to society in some way together. Starting a charity, coaching together, whatever it is. So thank you guys very much for listening. Have a great day.